What's up? It's Han. You're listening to Han Talks First. This is the podcast you're looking for. Today we're talking Star Wars. We got the opening of Galaxy's Edge. We got some new photos from Vanity Fair, and we're talking Episode Nine coming up now. did it we we're 10 episodes in of han talks first pretty cool uh quick announcement i'm not going to be uh putting out as many episodes as i'm used to i'm gonna stop doing the weekly i probably am gonna move to bi-weekly episodes uh sorry i didn't announce that earlier for anyone who was hoping to get an episode last week i was on vacation and didn't have time the reason I'm moving to bi-weekly is because uh, this is, this does cost me money. And while I am doing it for myself, until I can get the uh, support and funds um, increasing on my Patreon and other um, ways you guys can donate, PayPal, Venmo, etc., um, I can't do as much because what you with podcasting what you do is you buy the real estate to put your episodes out onto like spotify and apple and stuff like that and while it's not too much money um you know i just do this for fun and i kind of just want to put out what i can what i what i want to spend at this per month on it so just uh letting you guys know that's what's going to happen going forward but don't worry we're still gonna do a lot of uh good content i might start doing shorter episodes too for the same reasons so i want to just talk first that i just i just watched the um opening ceremony of galaxy's edge at disneyland and <laughs> i was crying at the end because it was so beautiful and i really really want to go been wanting to go since they first announced it. We got those those secret spy photos of them building it. I think it's cool. Um, but it was really nice. Bob Iger came out and said a few words. And um, he, he introduced George Lucas. He came out. He said some uh, words, too. He was actually, it's actually pretty funny. You could just tell this guy is, like, in retirement mode because he just <laughs> doesn't care about... Well, he's never cared about image i mean he's a good guy and also he doesn't have to worry about it but he just doesn't care what people think he walked out there and he was just like <laughs> congratulations bob on this achievement uh and i say that because this could have gone terribly wrong <laughs> and uh then he said um you know i've i worked on trying to do something like this back in the day with star tours and today it's Star Tours on steroids at a level beyond imagination. <laughs> uh, so it's nice to see he's having fun with it. And I think he enjoys what he saw, which is also really cool to hear coming from the creator himself. Uh, then Billy D. Williams came out and he said some words too. He's like, Lando never left me. I am Lando. What's good? 
Uh, then they introduce Mark Hamill. You know, Mark Hamill says the same thing over and over and over, so nothing new there. And then they were like, Chewie, start up the Falcon. And then they're like, oh, it's not working. What's happening? And went, they were like, oh, how are we going to fix it? And then Han Solo was just like, I can fix it. And he came out and he like banged it. But before he did, he was like, Peter, this one's for you. And he banged it. It turned on. The fireworks went off. It was amazing. I cried. Ugh. Anyway, I really want to go. If anyone wants to give me tickets, please go ahead and just send it on over. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'll go soon, some, soon someday, uh, when it's not so crowded. I imagine it's going to be like shoulder to shoulder in there. But I'll get there one day. I'll do a review. It'll be great. Yeah, honestly, I don't think I'm going to have anything bad to say about it. Some of the features we're getting from it and behind the scenes looks freaking amazing. Uh, moving on. Uh, I'm a little behind on this, but Vanity Fair recently put out an article about Star Wars, and it included a bunch of insane photos by Annie Leibovitz. And uh, the article itself really isn't, I mean, it's it's well-written, but there's nothing, you know, worth reading in there. It's kind of information we already know. It's kind of a background of Star Wars and uh, how it got started and uh, then the it coming back with the prequels and where it is now, just kind of behind the scenes of how it all came together. Stuff we already know, stuff I didn't really care about. I kind of felt like it was a waste of my time to read the article. But I did it because I was hoping there would be some new content in there that I could share on the episode. And there is, and I'm going to get into it. But I want to talk about the photos first. Um, For anyone that's seen it, um, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, I'll try to describe it as best as I can. But we got a bunch of behind-the-scenes looks in addition to uh, promo photos. But uh, starting with the the behind-the-scenes, the first one is of J.J. directing... Daisy Ridley, and it, this looks like it's uh, a shot from the trailer we got of her, uh, the opening shot we have in that teaser trailer, because it's on a a tilt dolly, and it, it looks just like the, it looks like uh, that opening scene. So I think that's what this is, and I th- it seems to be like he's calling out directions as the camera is rolling, which is pretty cool because I don't think this scene has any actual dialogue um actually looking at it now the boom mic is uh he's not raising it so i don't think they're using it at this moment but that's a really cool photo uh the landscape is just beautiful that's what i'm most impressed about with uh, the teaser itself and these photos uh the landscape's just beautiful and it really just screams star wars but daisy rizzi also is gorgeous i love her new outfit i love her hair, uh, they're really bringing back to the the ray we we got in The Force Awakens, which was the best ray. Um, kind of changed with The Last Jedi, and I didn't like where her design and her character went. It looks like we're going back to our roots, which is nice. The next one is BTS of Anthony Daniels in his C-3PO outfit, which is really cool. The guy, the guy's like wiping his face mask and almost as if he was human like wiping the sweat away it's kind of funny but uh (laughs) maybe they're getting rid of fingerprints or something Uh, i noticed he no longer has the red arm so maybe we'll get a little little background of what went on there i know they address it in the comics somewhere so i'm told but i haven't actually read it so i don't know what happens but um 
it's just him and BB-8 there. Uh, and then we have the shots of the Knights of Ren. Yes! Yes! We're getting the Knights of Ren. Oh, I was so scared that we weren't going to see any of that. I mean, we don't. I mean, we obviously don't need it. It was just like, just kind of background information. And like, that's what most stories have. Like, just a history. We didn't need the Knights of Ren, but it looks like we're finally going to get it. It may be in a, a flashback, which... Uh, would probably make the most sense. So, but but anyway, they look awesome. They look uh, just like they did in uh, that uh, Force Vision scene in The Force Awakens. And uh, JJ, wow. He, uh, if he is um, a member of the Knights of Ren, and that's his outfit, I, uh, I don't think they're going to keep him in there very long. Anyway, uh, the next one is... The uh, first glimpse of Carrie Russell's character, uh, which is, uh, I think her, her name is Zori Bliss, and she looks amazing. Um, was a little uh, kind of interested at the fact that it looks like a Mandalorian armor, um, and so I think that may tie in. I have a theory that it's stolen armor. Uh, it says she's a scoundrel, but um, so with that, I would assume she's either a smuggler and or bounty hunter, but we'll find out. She's definitely a dual gunslinger, um, but that should be a pretty cool uh, character, I hope anyway, but she's making her debut in The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, the next one we have is of... Hux and um, the uh, Richard Grant character who is going to be called General Pride and they're on the bridge of Kylo's uh, destroyer so obviously Kylo Ren is still the leader of this of the First Order a lot of people theorize that he was going to go rogue but um, it says in this article it's, it's on his uh, destroyer so that's them uh, I I don't know how I feel about this one. It, the, the the photograph is beautiful. The set's really, really beautiful and uh, placid. Um, the character itself, uh, let's let's wait and see. I, I do, uh, from what little I've seen of Richard E. Grant, he does look like he'll bring a good performance. The next one's another BTS. More of C-3PO. We got Chewbacca, Ray, and then this funny-looking uh, crew member who's, like, holding on to the camera like a like a horse and buggy, but, <laughs> um, we see a little bit more of, uh, the, uh, rig that they have set up for that skiv that Poe and Finn are riding on. So we can see that it's actually practical. It's not CGI. So it's actually running through the desert on terrain wheels, which is really cool. So it's nice to see the practicality of bringing brought back to it with, um, huge spectacle almost as if it's a theater performance, which is really cool. And then the next photo shows it in motion. And uh, this is going to be great. Uh, I really can't wait. You can also notice that there's huge, um, in some of the shots, that there's huge green screens in the desert. And while they're not using CGI at, for the background, they're getting it to get the lighting right for the special effects that they're going to use, which I think is really smart. JJ definitely knows what he's doing. He loves how the sand hits the... Uh, 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 the light hits the sand, uh, which he has said, and that's what they're going to use to their advantage in this uh, 
in in this scene uh, in particular, the nexus of Poe and Lando and Chewbacca and BB-8 and Dio in uh, the Falcon. And I'm really excited to see how Lando's going to play into this. He it, This photo implies that he's going to have some moments with Poe, maybe teaching him how to use the Falcon. That'll be cool. And Chewbacca's there as the uh, uh, first first man, uh, right-hand man, again. There is something new with the Falcon, that little blue thing. I, I'm not sure what that is. It might be a new addition. Maybe that's the hyper... No, it's not the hyperdrive button. But I don't know. I'm curious to see what that is. I bet he's going to punch it. Uh, the next one is of those... Uh, you remember those leaked photos we got a couple months ago of them on a mountaintop with... Uh, or a hilltop with horses? Well, now we finally get to see what those look like with the uh, CGI put on it. And uh, they just look like uh, <laughs> horses with birth defects. Uh, <laughs> but they still kind of look cool. I bet they run fast as fire. I was going to say the other F word, but then I decided I didn't want to. So I said fire. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the other uh, Naomi Aki, her character, she makes her debut as well. We'll see what she brings to the table. More BTS of Ray. We got a backside shot of Ray on the skiv. And uh, some crew members doing the dandy work. And then we have some uh, locals of uh, this planet Pasana. And, uh, or Pasana. Pasana. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. But that's the new planet we're on. I theorized it was like Tatooine or Jakku or something like that. I was so wrong. But anyway, these are the locals. They, uh, they look like monks. They look like wise men. They look like they're uh, going to ask me for some change. But uh, <laughs> uh, they they look like um, I have a feeling that who like the people that are into like you know that tentacle porn and crap like that will really love these characters. They're going to fantasize about them. But anyway, they're called Akiakis or Akiakis, not ATATs to be confused with those walkie those giant walking thingies. Uh, following this is one of my favorites. It's the uh, Kylo and Rey battle. There's like a bunch of water shooting up at them. I theorize this is on the Death Star. And um, the huge waves that we saw are crashing into it. And they're like on the top or something. Maybe they were trying to escape. And he's like, hey, yo, where are you going? And uh, <laughs> they have a fight, but that looks pretty cool. I am interested to see how... We got to see how lightsabers react to hitting snow in The Force Awakens. So now we'll probably get to see some cool effects with them hitting rain. Um, maybe it dies out. Maybe you have to go into fist combat or just force uh, combat, which would be pretty cool, caused by the, the rain. Um, and that'll, that'll really... I think that'll grow to the story because it'll show how they use their powers without the defense of a lightsaber. Like, who are they without the lightsaber? Um, what really makes them so powerful and uh, agilitized. So we'll see what, what happens. Next is some, uh, some more crew shots of them getting the right uh, caliber on the camera for some uh, awesome scene footage. The next one is John Williams scoring. I love this. This one's one of my favorites, uh, not only because it shows Carrie Fisher, they're scoring this scene with her in it, but because... I am a musician, and I love the creative process and conducting. I've taken a course on conducting, and I'm always interested to watch conductors and 
John Williams specifically, he makes eye contact with people. Not a lot of conductors do that. You're usually reading their paper. Now, of course, he wrote it so he knows it the best. He doesn't have to read it. But he makes eye contact with his musicians and them to him. I think the best musicians make eye contact. That's what, that's what gets the chemistry out, and it really shows in the music. Um, I really hate when an orchestra or a musician does not make eye contact with their conductor or the lead, and it it just shows. And it, it's not really, it's not, it's not professional. But anyway, John Williams also said, I don't think uh, he he was saying that. He loves what he's seen so far. He's only done 25 minutes of the score for this movie, but he said he loves it. And I think that's interesting, too. Oops, sorry. During The Force Awakens, he said he loved it. And during The Rise of the Last, uh, Skywalker, he said he loved it. But during The Last Jedi, the only thing he said about that movie was he didn't like that Ray's parents were nobody. I don't think he liked The Last Jedi. And it showed in his music, too, I think. I didn't, there was no really uh, classic motifs in The Last Jedi. We got the uh, traditional ones that he used before, but as far as new material, there was nothing that really caught my attention or my ear. Now, I do think that, for me, the only way I can watch The Last Jedi is by listening to the orchestra's cut, where all the dialogue, all the sound effects, everything is stripped, and it's just the music. That is a really beautiful watch. Please go check it out if you have the Blu-ray. Um, and uh, the last major promo we have is of Luke Skywalker and R2-D2 in front of some fire. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I'm also interested. These photos are have the special effects in them already. So I'm wondering, is this a flashback or is this real time and he's not a force ghost and he's not dead? Otherwise, why, wouldn't they have put in the blue hue around him and made him transparent? Uh, I mean, <laughs> that'd be funny if R2 was trans- if he was blue as well. He's a force ghost, R2. That was, that was BB-8. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then the covers of the magazine, uh, the Vanity Fair magazine, are of Ray and Kylo. Um sharing the same background. This is, this is a really good photos of them. Um, we're back. We are back to them being our two main characters. It shows in this article. This is how it should be in every episodic movie of star Wars. Gotta have main characters again, moving away from the last Jedi. Um, they look great. Ray's got a white outfit. She went from gray to white. Could be, uh, I don't think she's going to be a gray Jedi like everyone's saying. I think she's just going to be a Jedi. She has to be. Or she's just going to be Rey, you know, and let the Jedis die. I wouldn't like that, but she has her her staff back, which is cool. On top of that, moving into them being main characters, I just remembered that in the teaser, it's very interesting that we kind of saw retcons of things that happened in The Last Jedi, right? The lightsaber is back. It's completely functioning. It's built back together. It doesn't look like it was destroyed ever. Um, it could be, you know, a misdirection, but I don't think so. And also Kylo's helmet is re-restored. Um, Ray's hair was put back. Luke is back. Um, I don't know. It just kind of feels like this is going to be a... 
not a direct in-your-face retcon of The Last Jedi, but that going back to like the way it should have gone down, it's my opinion, of course, but uh, I'm sure other people have put that together. Like Some of the pieces that were broken in The Last Jedi are being put back together. Maybe that had to happen for the story's purpose, but again, I have no idea where this story's going. I can only speculate. And I'm doing a terrible job at it. But anyway, guys, I said I just want to break down these photos. I think they're really cool. Um, I hope you get the time to look at them and adore them yourself. I have it as my... Um, I have them all saved in my phone and as my computer background. I just... I'm so excited for this movie. I can't wait. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to show your support, take a look at the Patreon page at Hontalks First. Hit me up with the hashtag HontalksFirst on Twitter, Instagram, all social media, Facebook, and share with me your Star Wars story or ask me questions. I'll be happy to share on the podcast. Thank you. May the Force be with you.